to you from the top of the Poconos, it's the Balcony Show with your host Ann Thatcher, Bo Summer, and me, the Mad Cat. We have searched the globe for the best in indie music, so you don't have to. So here we go, the Balcony Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Balcony Show. Hello. Mad Cat, Bo, how are you doing? Really good. How are you guys? How are you feeling, Sir Mad Cat? I think, <laughs> I think we are quite aware of exactly how I'm feeling. <laughs> so, uh, happy, we're celebrating the Mad Cat birthday today, and uh, we celebrated it over the weekend, and... Uh, Needless to say, he was a bad pussycat. There was lots, <laughs> lots of, lots of uh, Telemurdu, uh, that's Irish whiskey, for those who don't know, <laughs> that was ingested by yours truly. <laughs> I mean, at least I didn't get arrested, I guess. I guess that's the plus well, side. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. But Because uh, I, I don't think there was any money anyway, f- like no. for bail, so. <laughs> yeah, right. you're, lu- you're lucky. <laughs> so, not to divulge any secrets, but in... In honor of <laughs> your <Yeah>. behavior. <laughs> Uh-oh. <clears throat> so, we have bad pickup lines. Oh, baby. And I'm sure I had many of those the other night. <laughs> So we heard. Yeah. I you mean, are very bad booty I mean, we're, he is. <laughs> he was a bad mad cat, but it was funny as hell. Well, I mean, were they, were they actual pickup lines, or was it just me being like, you know, you know. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a few, but my favorite was, can I see your titty? <laughs> are we allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah, we can say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they make the beeping button for. <laughs> And I'm sure if there was a visual beeping button, I'm sure that thing would have been going into overdrive Saturday night. So. Ah, what the hell. Yeah, well, I mean, you saw the video that uh, my esteemed friend, uh, oh, yeah. Glenn Cabrera, posted where I'm just passed out at the bar. <laughs> and then he, posts, then he posts a picture where I'm just, I'm just like, I guess I'm just like passed out on his chest. You know, and just saw. Oh, the, oh I only like, I only saw the one you passed out on. I guess your couch or somebody's yeah, with couch. Yeah, the dog. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Well, that was that was when I got back to uh, my buddy Mark Cook's house. Um, yeah, I mean that's my normal sleeping spot is on the couch and <laughs> Copper the dog. I mean he's a big fan, but I hadn't seen him in a long time, so I guess he was rather excited. And yeah, I got out of out of all my conquesting is- that night, I slept with a dog. I mean, <laughs> Happy so birthday. So here we are, bad pickup lines to help you yeah, or so get you slapped. <laughs> yeah. Did I get slapped that night? I don't remember. Maybe that's how I got the sty in my eye. All right, so bad pickup lines. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Let's have sex inside my car. All right, well, that's most certainly not a pickup line that I would use now. Do you think that would have worked at your party? No, God, no. I mean, well, I was hammered, so I probably would have tried it. But in logical sense, you know, I mean, you know, I'm a little old and I cramp up really fast now. I couldn't imagine doing that in the car now. (laughs) Plus, you're tall. Right. So for all you youngsters out there, good on you. All right. So pickup line number two. (laughs) You know, I'm not really this tall. I'm just sitting on my wallet. (laughs) You got stacks. Yeah. (laughs) 
If only that were true. <laughs> God, it's just disappointment for them all the way around. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got some Tic Tacs. You're welcome. <laughs> Pick up line number three. Oh, jeez. Are go. you from China? Because I'm in China getting those pants. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Like, uh, where do you find this stuff? Pick up line number four. They call <laughs> They call me coffee because I grind so fine. God, this is so crazy. All right, pick up wanna, line number. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go somewhere, and I want to. I want to watch you use some of these. Well, there's no doubt. Like I guess I was so hammered. You could have you could have gave these a test run Saturday. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so pick up line number six. Let's have breakfast tomorrow. Should I call you or nudge you? <laughs> Wait, you missed one. Did it one? You picked number yeah. five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was that? That was number six. All right. Well, see, I am still hungover technically. <laughs> All right, so pick up line number four, five as we kind of step backwards. I got banned from all new beaches. They said pythons weren't allowed. <laughs> oh, my God. That's just crazy. Oh, my goodness. All right. All righty. Skipping back on track. Number seven. Number seven. <laughs> roses are... No, I was like, roses are red. <laughs> roses are red. Violets are fine. You be the six. I'll be the nine. Oh. <laughs> That was actually not bad. (laughs) I think I can say that one sober. All right, so pick up line number eight. Do you work at Build-A-Bear? Because I'd stuff you. (laughs) Yeah, that that one. I'd get in trouble for that one. That's for all the MILFs. Yeah. (laughs) No doubt. Uh, Pick up line number nine. Remember my name. You'll be screaming it later. (laughs) Oh! That's a, that's a classic standard, that one. That's, oh that's a good one. All right, so last one. Pick up line number 10. Are you a doctor? Because I've got a bone for you to examine. Oh, <laughs> whoa. Good Lord. Where do you find me? You know, I can just see her, like, in the late hours of the night, sitting in front of her computer, just cracking herself up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm absolutely the truth there. Yep, and just to remind everybody, I never, I never see these. There is, <laughs> I never see these until the moment of recording. So there's, there's no me pre getting ready. All right, I'm very excited because we have Mike Skill from the Romantics on the show later. He is our feature interview today. But first, we're going to get things started with a song from The Crowning, Pushing Daisies. It's their latest single. Take a listen, and we'll be right back. Life comes in many shades of grey Where do you stand? So many roads you could take Where will you go? That you can try 
Next, we have the song So Soul Alone by Mike Skill. So sit down and give it a listen. When you come back, we're going to have Mike on the phone for tonight's interview. So here we go. show and we are very excited because we have mike skill from the romantics he is a legend and we are honored to have you on our show sir so welcome to the show thank you a legend in my own mind (laughs) (laughs) thank you that's nice of you so you've been very busy um writing music during this terrible shutdown what somebody Uh, bang their did you just bang your No. <laughs> Our co-host Bo is falling apart, Mike. I what kind of show is this? What kind of show is this? What kind of show is this? She just literally yeah. <laughs> It's like the Muppet Show, except with humans. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know That's why my, like my mic just like went off balance on the stand here. I don't know why. So, well, first thing I say, hi, Mad Cat and Bull Summer. Hi. Hi. Well. Hi, Mike. <laughs> and um, thanks, for, thanks for having me. Yeah. And, um, well, I never stop writing. It's like one of those things. Um, you don't force it, but you don't stop. You're always, you're always playing with it. You're always playing with the guitar and playing with the piano or singing or humming something. Or I'm, I've got hundreds of song titles on my phone and lyrics on my phone, and I can dial them up anytime, which is really cool compared to before where you had to have a book, notebook or something like that, which I have those too. Uh, in bags, I have uh, releases of lyrics that I've, you know, just collect. Because before, before when I first started writing, even before the band or early in the band, I didn't uh, lyrics didn't come to me as, as as easy or you know as as quickly or as I do, you had to. I was thinking too hard about it, so I was working too hard at it right. in the early days, and that's what you can't do. Uh, and so they sounded very. Um, not very good, and and so now it's I've learned to just stay back and write down what I'm thinking and just do it and don't which, don't worry about it and come back and redo it, redo it, fix it. So, which brings us to the first song our listeners heard, "So Soul Alone." Yeah, yeah. So tell us something um, about that. Well, I grew up. Uh, of course, I grew up my, hearing my brother's records. Both of my brothers were like teenagers, 13, 14 years old in the 50s. And I was a little kid. I was their little kid, you know, me and my little brother. And uh, they were a big, uh, they pushed us around and in carts and do races and stuff like that. But I grabbed their records, the 45s, Elvis Records and Buddy Holly and um, a lot of doo-wop, like uh, the Diamonds, that kind of stuff. Soul, right. uh, black single groups, the Diamonds and all that kind of stuff. And we'd play them at night in the evening when they went out on the weekends <laughs> and we get our butts kicked after they came home <laughs> they, you know for us don't scratch our records you know like, don't scratch the records we got whatever but so we listened to that and i would hear that stuff and over time i graduated from all that stuff to the detroit motown stuff i moved uh, i moved into hearing detroit when i was uh hearing all that stuff when when uh, uh motown baby smoke smoky robinson soul music uh with uh, shout you better shop around and all that stuff. I was a young kid, nine nine years old or something, and hearing that, and then you move into the Beatles thing, and then the soul. The, just before that was the soul thing with Aretha Franklin and Otis Redding and uh, Ray Charles and James Brown, and this rate all the radio stations in Detroit were playing all that stuff at the same time. You hear the Kinks and you hear James Brown, James Brown, and then um, a, a station out of Canada uh, called CKLW was like a 50,000 watt station and they played all kinds of music. So I had the soul thing from the Memphis group, you know, the guys, uh, right. uh, Booker T and these guys uh, the, from down there in uh, uh, Alabama. And uh, so I love Steve Cropper was like, became a really, uh, you know, an influence because you hear Hold On, I'm Coming and you hear uh, all, all those songs, uh, Testify by uh, George Clinton and, uh, all these, all these really soul guitar parts, like Hendrix was doing before he got, before he discovered the fuzz tone, <laughs> <laughs> and and after after he blew up a bunch of amplifiers. But uh, uh, so I heard that, and this song is reminiscent of that kind of uh, Steve Cropper style, the guitar style, and I just really came up with the progression, the chord part, and then I started coming up with some lyrics, and I got a title, and 
it kind of I, I kind of wanted it to be a little more um, uh, modern, so I was trying to lay back and do it like a new read or someone would do it, and so the vocal was kind of subdued. Right. But I wanted to have that that soul beat underneath it, so that's where it really kind of goes. Uh, it's I can velvet. totally hear that. Yeah, kind of velvet, kind of like New York seventies with sixties soul guitar. I don't know something like that, and I have. Uh, the sax on it is, um, it sounds like fuzz guitar. I think I do have fuzz tone guitar on it, but the saxophone was played by um, Brad Elvis, the drummer for the Romantics, and he plays on my stuff. Um, his wife plays saxophone, and she's really good. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Chloe, Chloe, uh, yeah, Chloe Orwell. Yep. Very good. And um, yeah, she helped me with that on that part. She did her part, and uh, uh, yeah, and then I So, how does really it feel to have your own stuff out? Versus, it really, you know, it's good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, romantics is a is a lot of work. I mean, we're on the road. We play. We do shows. We come home, and then we're home for like two or three days, and then we're back on the road. You know, and that went on for forty years. I mean, that's we do tours in the early days, all, all the big tours, and with the Kinks, with um, with Cheap Trick a lot. We were in, with Cheap Trick um, in the early days before the record was out. First album. One of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're on, on like um, their third album tour and Dream Police and um, the Tubes. We jumped on the Tubes tour and uh, Talking Heads. We played all the. I don't have to name this. Just we were just out there and uh, I got a Ramones. Yeah, I got a shout out to you because I am from the Midwest. Also, grew up in yeah. Wisconsin, Milwaukee, oh, Madison. Wow. You know that whole so that whole music scene and and the way yeah. that it moved the Motown and. And, you know, Buddy yep. Holly and all that kind of stuff. I was growing up yep. around that time, too. So I totally feel yep. what you're doing. Well, thank you. The Midwest uh, really was tuned in to a lot of different stuff. I mean, yep. we hear soul and we hear rhythm and blues and then we hear the hard rock stuff. And, um, <laughs> you know, everything, everything like our real speed wagons from the uh, Illinois out there and, and, and all that. All those bands were coming together in the 70s, early 70s. And I was still like, you know, young, young te- uh, mid-teen mid-teen teenager, you know? Right. And uh, a lot of great music in that whole area, the Minnesota, Wisconsin, Chicago, That's right, Indiana. Midwest, shout out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Detroit was my, uh, where I formed, all my, uh, from all that music I was talking about, uh, that's how I formed my, uh, my whole... Um, so how did you get from yeah, a storefront my window... My personality. From a storefront window to New York City? Where you're practicing in this storefront, literally, you kind of were like the Romantics were kind of like a garage band, correct? In this storefront, we were kind of like a punky new wave uh, Detroit uh, club band, but we were moving up all the time. Every show, uh, we were growing. You know, we were we were getting better, as tighter and raw, and songs were coming out, and we just jump in the band and go to Boston. We jumped the band and go to New York. Philadelphia, we played uh, Stars, you know, Steve Stars. Wow. Is it? Yeah. Is it Steve Stars? The, the, fact, the fact that you got to play CBGBs in its day is oh, yeah. absolutely perfect. I, played, I played the, yeah. I was, I was at CBGBs when it was on the cusp of, it, you know, it was in its twilight. It was, it was, it was coming down, in the, but. In the 90s, 80s and 90s or something, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, early, uh, early 2000, I was there with my uh, friend's band, yeah. The Bastards, and. But the fact that you know wow, you, you cool. got you got to play there when that place was still on fire, which is absolutely perfect. 
Yeah, yeah, it was at the right time in the, in the 80s, right? In the 80s, uh, uh, after, it, I think it formed in like 73 or 4 or 5, yep. right around there. Yep. And I played there uh, with, with uh, the jumpman from the Romantics, Jimmy. We played there in a band. We were in the Motor City Rockers. It was just four of us guys. Oh, my goodness. And we had a sing- uh, We were writing. Um, Detroit was like a, um, had, had all fallen apart. Downtown was, there was nothing downtown in the early 70s. All the bands were, um, MC5 broke up, Stooges, Iggy was in L.A. partying and hanging out, and then he was in New York. But, um, you know, all that thing kind of dissipated, and, and there were only bar bands in Detroit. You could only play the bars with three or four sets of music, so there were no clubs to play. And wow. we'd go downtown, and we'd see T-Rex and Martin Rupaul and David Bowie and all that. Oh, my God. And Jay Giles and all, all those bands, yeah, everybody. That's crazy. Sweet, That's sweet crazy Nazareth. that you were a part of that. <laughs> Sweet Nazareth, all that stuff. We were, yeah, it was music in, in Detroit was really, uh, in the Midwest, in the Midwest was really happening. And um, Well, you can't speak of the romantics and not think of, you were on the forefront and really brought some of that, you know, that punk new wave. That's right. Absolutely, yeah. you were a part of that, and thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> From the well, bottom of my heart. Yeah, so you were saying about uh, playing storefronts, Right. Uh, we there was nowhere else to really play, and so we were we would we got out of our out of our uh, Jimmy's mom's basement at her house, and we we're a loud band, you know. We're playing in the basement. We had to get out of there. We get kicked out, and so most bands after they start uh, out of high school, then they start getting more serious. They go into a storefront. They did these storefronts uh, like they might have been a hairdresser's place or. Um, a little um, drugstore or something in in the neighborhoods, uh, neighborhood streets, and so they they'd be empty, and um, you rent them for ninety dollars, and you put all kinds of bed cartons up and foam, and you'd stay there, you lock yourself in there, and you'd be there all year writing songs and playing. And that's what we did. We were there. I was there on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day one year. I remember I was building bass guitar cabinets and playing, you know, hanging out, meeting Jimmy, and just dreaming and and working on songs and stuff. That's fantastic. Anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, so that's just the way it was there. A lot of bands, that's the way we did it. And, uh, and so anyway, we did form this group, Motor City Rockers, and went to New York. And uh, one of the girlfriends uh, called uh, Hilly Crystal at, 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 at uh, CBGB's. And yeah, he goes, come on, come on to New York, play. And we did like a Wednesday, it was either Wednesday or a Thursday or Friday or something, I forget. It wasn't crowded, but um, we got there. We drove the truck. After the truck broke down, and Jimmy had his drums in. We had to get in another truck. <laughs> Uh, we drove all the way from Detroit to New York, and uh, we played a little set. But the singer we had, he couldn't sing in key, but he played harp like a badass, and uh, and he looked cool too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we uh, we fathomed that for a while, and we got home, and we broke up, and then the romantic saw came together. Uh, me and Jimmy were uh, hanging out still. And we took time off and said, let's let's lick our wounds and stay home, and uh, and. Um, I saw this record, Flaming Groovy's record. This record was coming out. Flaming Groovy's, they did Shake Some Action, and this guy, Dave Edmonds, who was a guitar player from, uh, God, I can't remember his band right now. Dave Edmonds and Nick Lowe, those guys. And um, he was, he's a producer. He produced the first Stray Cats album, or the first two. Oh, wow. And he produced nice. this uh, record by uh, the Flaming Groovy's, and it was all a throwback in the middle of the 70s when there's it's Led Zeppelin and all our old favorite bands, but uh, the stuff was brewing in New York with Ramones and Blondie and the L.A. thing was starting to happen. But um, 
Flaming Groovies were doing this thing and they were going back to like a Beatles sound. Really three, four minute songs. Beatles, Rolling Stones kind of sound. Real clean guitars, Gretches, Rickenbackers, box amps. Uh, because along the 70s, no one was really playing. Oh, you're, I lost you again, didn't I? No, no, no. You're no, still here, no, brother. You're still oh, yeah. good. Yep. Oh, okay. You have us enthralled. We're just listening in deep, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love these stories. And, um, and so. Um, Happened, uh, whatever, uh, all you were hearing was uh, Les Pauls and Marshalls and um, big big amps, and so it got it went back to small amps. A lot of the new young bands were going to little Fender amps, and if you could find a good box, box amps and Rickenbackers. No one was playing Rickenbackers. It was, I think, Patty was uh, guys in L.A. The Nerves. Um, I played it, uh, and a few other guys, guys from the Beat, the Beat from L.A. Paul Collins. And they're playing the groovies, and um, we wanted that clean '60s sound, and that's what—that's how the Romantics uh, created and, that sound. And you brought it; sound. you got it. Yeah. And yep, now we're getting yep. to hear it again. Um, and yeah, you're re-releasing. I like what I like about yeah. you, one of my favorites. Yep. Um, Thank you. So, how did you decide to re-release that? How did that come about? Well, over the year, over the past ten years, or so, even longer, longer <laughs> than that. Um, the 30th anniversary of what like about of uh, the first album passed, and the 35th anniversary, and then uh, then we're you get to the 40th anniversary last year, and I can't even believe it's that long, been that long, but um, time flies. Uh, uh, we were ta- we had talked about doing something, but it never came about, and the pandemic happened, and we're not on the road, and I have all these tapes that I started uh, recording songs with Brad Elvis and his wife. We're doing a little project. And that molded into my songs. So when I was on the road and coming home, say from Detroit, New York, or uh, or down south or something, I'd stop off in Chicago and go in the studio with Brad. Uh, and we'd record a couple of uh, backtracks. And that's how these songs came about. I had these songs sitting like in a can uh, for a little bit. And I finished up in, in, some of them up in my studio, um, five miles from the house here. And... Um, Mixed them and didn't them, but mixed them. And I had this big handful of songs. And uh, when the pandemic happened, uh, uh, I released them. And um, so now I love to sing some of the songs and uh, get the idea that I'm going to do. And who knows All right, you're breaking up again, Mike. Oh, sorry about that. You got it. How's that? Are you I moving? moving. <laughs> yeah. Right. <You> <laughs> When I sit back in my chair, that's when it goes away. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, to get to your point, um, I was working on songs, had songs, and then I released uh, all the seven songs, starting with uh, 67 Riot. And um, and, uh, not too long ago, I go, man, I think I want to do What I Like About You, because who knows when the romantics are going to do it. It's time for me to do it. I wrote the song with Jimmy, the drummer. And Jimmy wrote the lyrics. Uh, there's a story that goes with that. But first, uh, so I, I went in the studio at that one of those times in, in uh, uh, on, on the way home at Brad's uh, 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 at our friend uh, Mike Hagler in Chicago. We went in the studio and I laid down a drum track and a guitar track for What I Like About You. And I thought the Romantics would use it. But um, that didn't happen. So it's just me and Brad on it. And All right. um, I, brought it, I brought it up to date and I... Went in with my son. He recorded my guitar and vocals. Oh, how cool is I, that? 
Yeah, and I brought out the old high watts that I recorded the original song on. I got the high watt amps from uh, these beautiful high watt amps that uh, that they play real glistening, real chimey sound. I got my Rickenbackers out and I, I laid the guitar track down, a couple of tracks, did my vocal, and uh, we had a song reminiscent of the uh, original. All right, and, so we're uh, going to take yeah. a break and yeah. we're going to let our listeners hear this fabulous. Brand new rendition, yeah. rendition, I can't, now I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> this is a fabulous brand new rendition of What I Like About You. Yeah. Mike's still bringing it. Take a listen and we'll be right back with the rest of the interview. Mike Skill from the Romantics on the line. Hey, everybody. You just heard the updated version of what I like about you. Man, I got to ask you, you know, because it's, you know, yeah. so, so many artists always always chase that ghost of the one song. You know, everybody wants to write that one song that stands the test of time. 
And without a doubt, what I like about you is one of those songs. It's literally ingrained in the lexicon of our lives. You can't go anywhere on the planet without without hearing this song at some event of some kind, whether it be a house party or some sort of stadium <laughs> event. Yeah, you know, how's how yep. how's that sit with you, man? It's um, it's uh, unbelievable because you know when we wrote it, when I when I came I came up with it in my dad's backyard. I, I must have been banging the acoustic guitar in the morning, and went in the backyard, and these chords just came out in, in that certain way, and it felt good because I was thinking in my head the way. Jimmy played drums, and it ha- I always I was I started out playing drums as a kid. I learned satisfaction, and I thought I was going to be a drummer, and I got a guitar. So I have a percussive rhythm, a very percussive guitar type rhythm, like along the lines of Keith Richards or or Dave Davies from the Kinks, or right, right, maybe even George, maybe even George Harrison, but I'm really rhythmic, I'm banging like a, you're banging on a drum on the guitar. So. Um, I had these three chords. I got. Uh, I didn't have a car at the time. My mom, my mom actually dropped me off uh, at the, at the, the storefront. Uh, it was it was a cold cold. My car was a mess. I think. And um, I got there, and it was the first time. I look back, and it was. I realized it's the first time I ended up there on time with Jimmy, and Jimmy and Jimmy wrote a song together. So it was just really supposed to happen, I guess. But um, I got there. I'm in the little storefront, and we always had it set up like you walk in the door and um, to the right on the door, and then the window we had covered up with boards and at home. And then you walk in, there's a couch, and then you look in, and we always had the lights. Jimmy had to have the lights over his hair and over his drums, and over the, we had over equipment from the ceiling with a spotlights, floodlights. And uh, I come in, it's real dark, and the lights are on, and he's uh, messing around or listening to some music or something. And then I come in, I Sat down, say hello, and I go, man, I got this idea. You want to check it out? He jumps on the drums. I go, um, okay, straight beat, you know. And I just play the song, and it automatically goes right into playing his definite, definitive groove that he did his kick drum like right in, up in your back, and um, and he played it. And he's right, he's automatically singing gibberish, you know, the, the way we do when we write songs. You sing. Yep. You're going for the rhythm. You're going for the rhythm, and you're spouting words. Yeah, you yep. got it. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? And and uh, he's singing just... I think he sang it on the other side of the beat, though, but if I, if I remember correctly, but it got tra- changed later on. And he had, like, he like, had like a verse-type thing going on, and then somehow he got to What I Like About You, and then I think I threw in... Um, I threw in the haze at some point. Went, hey, uh-huh. Hey, uh-huh, because I was thinking of... Like the Yardbirds have uh, over, under, sideways, down. It's a song uh, by the Yardbirds in the 60s, and it's, uh, I have to sing it here, I guess. It's the bass goes, doom, 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 hey, doom, doom, doom. <laughs> you know, over, under, sideways, down, backwards, forwards. So I had like those haze. And also, Mitch Ryder had a song called Latin Opry Lou, which was, um, uh, it would go, the guitar would go up, down, da, da, bum, 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 hey, hey, bum, bum, yeah. bum, right, bum, right. hey. Talk about my baby, that thing. And um, so uh, that's in my head somehow, and I just go, hey. And that's the way you do it. That's just the way you come up with stuff. It's just uh, and it's it, a frantic, and it's a, yeah, it's a frantic thing that just kind of. It's an anthem now. Absolutely. <laughs> it's Absolutely. an anthem. Well, so, so I, and I, and I'm not doing it to revise it or anything like that. It's just that 
I wrote it. Everybody else has done it. I mean, Five Sexes of Summer did it. There's um, uh, uh, some guy in Texas in the 80s did or 90s did it. Um, uh, the Donnas did it, I think. The band The Donnas, all-girl group. Um, then there was a number of songs that sound like it. RLCK in the USA. Right, right, um, right. The middle, of the, the middle of the Road by the Pretenders is like it. Um, and there's but nobody can do it that. like Mike's skill. Well, I just figured <laughs> I, I want to do it. I'm going to do it. I guess I sing it live. I sing it live on the live show. I sing half of the ball. There half. you go. But I, but it was time for me to do it. Just own up and I and agree. Do it, you know? And I'm glad so, you did, Mike. Yep, fantastic job. So tell Thank me something much. about Mike's skill that maybe not everybody would know. Let's see. Um, I got a. My, the, I've got tomatoes in the backyard, and they're about six feet tall because I've got those baskets around the tables of tomatoes. <laughs> nice. And, <laughs> so we know where the sauce is. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, my name. Skill is. Um, we're finding out that it's uh, derived from Scalati or, or Scalisi. I mean, Scalisi. <laughs> I think it is. And uh, so the Sicil- Sicilians coming out of me. <laughs> And uh, the Detroit Sicilian. You got, uh, you, you, you got a big Italian uh, Italian, Italian uh, network in uh, Philly, man. When, I, when we were there, we always had great great times there, Philadelphia. Well, with the yeah. lad, with the last name like Capone. Uh... Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, we got it. We, nice. we got a Capone and a Gallucci sitting here. So. <laughs> oh, nice. All right, you, you speak my language. <laughs> wow. So I want to I want to say thank you for spending some time here. We are going to get to 67 Riot. I would yes. like you to set that song up for us, Mike. Um, um, unfortunately, we have to go. So okay. tell us a little bit about the song 67 well, been, Riot. Well, it's been great talking to you and Mad Cat and uh, Bo Summer. Um, thank you for having me. I, you know, I played, um, I can tell you, I played the, uh, the Spectrum once. We played the Spectrum, I think, uh, with the cars one time. Oh, wow. Well, you know, if you're ever That's back cool. in the area, I know, you know, three people that would love to know so that we could get ourselves some tickets and come see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Well, i got to tell you, i got to uh 67 Riots started as a title. Uh, the tr- Detroit Riots in 1967 okay. happened when, when I was about yeah. 12 years old. And uh, this is a song uh, about that. Uh, we had Jeeps with uh, machine guns on the top and uh, uh, helicopters overhead and... Um, uh, National Guard in our streets, and we were about ten miles from downtown. And the, wow. the news, pe- the news people had us all freaked out. Like, oh, these kids, they, uh, black kids, are going to come tear your streets up, and they were making everybody afraid. It was just, it was not good. And um, that didn't happen. It was just in this one uh, couple square, square blocks, but it was unfortunate. I mean, it was about pay. And, and racial inequality and all and the stuff we're still fighting for today that are, right. that are going on today. Anyway, uh, I came up with the title. I came up with the groove. Um, it was unfinished. I got in the studio, and the way things happened, uh, the changes came in the middle of recording. Uh, some of the guitar parts came in the middle of the recording. Uh, it's just, it's like for me, the studio becomes like a like I, I was supposed to go to art school. I didn't go to art school, so the Studio is like my canvas. Sometimes uh, recording studio. Well, you and, paint it well, my friend. With music. and uh, Wayne Kramer played on the second version of it. So MC Five. So I have two versions: my version and Wayne Kramer. Kramer nice, version. nice. 
All right. Thanks so, for having me. Uh, I'm sorry it took so long. I tried to speed up my talking, which I always do when I'm no. full of ideas. And <laughs> no. No, it was an absolute pleasure yeah. listening to you, Ren. Yep, absolutely. Well, thanks. Thanks, you guys. It's, it's great hearing from you. And um, So we're going to uh, take yeah. a listen to 67 Riot by Mike Skill. Yeah. Get out there. Stream it. You're going to want to catch yeah. the new version of What I yeah, Like About You. Uh, You're going to yeah. love it. I guarantee it. And uh, Mike Thank Skill, you. you take care, be safe, and we hope to Thanks, catch you guys. out on tour again. And thank you very much. And um, if you guys want to send me your um, a mailing address, I could send you, um, I have a 45 with Wayne Kramer, 67 Riot. It's on vinyl. I can oh, send my God, I'd love that. That would so be really cool. Send me, I could send three of them out to you guys. And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. It's really good. It's really cool. Now so, we like you even better, Mike. You can come back now. <laughs> we love stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. All and, right. Um, you have a great you guys, evening, sir. Thanks. Have a great summer. Be safe and uh, be well. And uh, love you guys. And uh, we'll talk later. Down Get the on tour. We want to come see you. Beautiful. <laughs> thanks, guys. Later, man. Bye-bye. Later. Bye.
right now we have something coming out from some of our local fare from the band Stillcraft. They're dropping their first single, The Way Out. So sit down, give it a listen, crank up that volume knob. Here we go. fine show thank you to mike skill for sure yes absolutely Looking forward to my 45 man yeah Woo! that was fun he was fun great guy yeah you know and I, it's, it's good to hear them you know th- just those stories of how they did this thing you know because yeah you know oh if that couch could talk in that 
<laughs> yeah, without a doubt. For I, sure. I love though. I love hearing the seasoned stories. Right. Right. They're right. they're just they're so fun to listen to. And we're just all sitting at a table with these huge microphones in front of our face, just kind of like gawking at each other. Like but, I can't believe we're yeah. hearing. Yeah. Or yeah. for me, I'm just heavy breathing into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, yeah, it's the Mad Cat sound, so oh, we're used go. to it. Now. You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you to Mike Skill again. Um, catch catch the new stuff. You're going to love it. Also, uh, we have. I, I, we have totally 100% have. have. We have. We have. We have have. Do you have? I have. I have. I have. <laughs> what do we have? Donna, we, you're, you're we over there. Do you have? We have a 50-year-old Matt Cat. That's what we have. Oh, Yay. damn. Boom. Happy birthday, Matt Yo. And with that, I think I'm just going to get out of here tonight. Remember, you can check us out at thebalconyshow.com and uh, catch our links. And if you haven't heard a show, with that, I'm going to say good night. Good night, everybody, from The Balcony Show. Good night. We're going to end things with the song Broken Snow from the Impersonators. Rest in peace, Dusty Hill.
And that's what's up.